If you're hearing talk on the Internet, you're listening to TalkZone.com. Wow. Thank you for that. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Traditional mainstream media is undergoing fast and unprecedented changes. What's this mean to you as a consumer? It's sort of a classic case of the end of the Cold War. You know, the wall is coming down, the old world order is gone, but we don't have something new yet in its place. We have glimmers. Then, are you indispensable at your job or company? These days, if you're not vital to your employer, your job may be at risk. We'll have advice you can use. Many people are not bringing in as much as they're getting paid, and if that's the case, of course, they're at risk. Every employee really has to say, what value am I adding and how do I document it? Those two stories and a lot more are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The mainstream media seem to be taking a beating these days. The Internet and other new media are growing fast, along with so-called citizen journalism. And they seem to be taking a big bite out of traditional media consumers. Meanwhile, just about everyone has a strong opinion on the news media, and some of those opinions are a little negative. What does the future hold for news media in America? Are journalistic standards slipping? To answer these questions and more, let's welcome Frank Sesno to InfoTrack. Frank, you're an award-winning journalist, a former CNN correspondent, anchor and Washington bureau chief, director of the School of Media and Public Affairs at the George Washington University, and you're also the creator and host of PlanetForward.org, which is a web-to-television show on PBS. Frank, how is the news media doing these days? Does it have a, a bit of a black eye? What's your take on that? Uh, the news media may have two black eyes these days. <laughs> okay. But fortunately, we have four eyes, so we still are, you know, batting 500. It's a very difficult time to be in the media because of the things that have happened as a result of the economic downturn, because of the way media mergers and mega corporations have taken over small newspapers, large newspapers, television stations and others, and the cost-cutting that's come about as a result, because of changes in technology and the multiple choices people now have, and because of the changes in the audience itself. People have different expectations. They use their information differently now. They get their information in different ways. And so it's sort of a classic case of the end of the Cold War. You know, the wall is coming down. The old world order is gone, but we don't have something new yet in its place. We have glimmers along the way. Some of it's good and encouraging. Some of it is very discouraging. I think the one thing I would say for sure is this really matters because how information is gathered and conveyed and whether it's accurate and credible and fair really affects you know what we know and therefore what we do as a people. Frank, would you say that trust in the media has gone down? It seems like the surveys show that, and there have been some, I guess, high-profile errors on the part of the media from uh, Balloon Boy to uh, Climate Change Scenario and others. What's your thought on that? 
Well, I think it's always easy to shoot the messenger, and I think trust in media has probably been an endangered species almost since there were media in this country. You know, Thomas Jefferson famously said, "If I had a choice between government and newspaper, I'd take a newspaper." Until there were newspapers that ratted on him, and then he, you know, railed against newspapers. <laughs> I don't think it's new. I think what's different now is that it's so easy for the public to weigh in that bloggers can have the kind of influence that they've got. That we've got this transitional, confusing time. I also do think that some of this came about. You know, ten, fifteen years ago, when there was sort of a rise of voices saying that the media were biased, and I think there was a fair conversation to be had. Not all media, though, and I think that's the biggest problem in this discussion. We like to talk about the media. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is the word media is plural. <laughs> Right. And the Wall Street Journal is not the Philadelphia Inquirer, is not the National Inquirer, and CBS is not PBS, is not CNN, is not Fox, as we know. And so to talk about the media in a big brushstroke like we often do is really a problem. That being said, when you ask people in Pew surveys and others what they think of the media, they don't trust them. They think they're biased. They think they're narrow-minded. And objectively speaking, there is a crisis of confidence. Specifically, turning to newspapers, Frank, it seems like many of them are on their last legs. We've seen some of them close. There've been cutbacks. How key is it to have newspapers in this country? Are they a vital link, or can we do without them? Well, this is where I would probably say to you, what do you mean by a newspaper? Well, I'm thinking of the traditional Washington Post, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, those types of newspapers. Right, but does it have to be delivered to my door? Does it have to take the form of a newspaper that I? Open and rip and throw out and recycle. Well, no, certainly it doesn't. So the answer is a very interesting one, I think, because I actually do think that there's something to be said for having a physical, you know, copy. You know, you can read your book in hard copy, or you can read it on a Kindle.、Mm -hmm. It's a different experience when it's sitting on the table and the headline is screaming at me all day long, you know, and it's reminding me you haven't read me yet. Whereas when I'm online, it's when I choose. That being said, I. I think it's hard to make a strong business case for ever seeing the kind of economic health that newspapers enjoyed in this country. The marketplace has changed, the advertising structure has changed, the business model has changed. Let me ask you this: Does it make any sense to say, okay, I'm going to drive a truck into the woods, cut the trees down, drive the trees to a mill, turn it into paper, drive it to a <laughs> printing plant, print the newspaper, drive it to your home, let you read it for 20 minutes or 24 hours, drive it to a recycling? You know, it just that actually doesn't make much sense. But I think to answer your question, it's very important to have newspapers. They much more than radio or television actually do real news gathering. They have had the depth of staffs to do that. That's one of the things that's hurt is they've cut those back so much we've lost a lot. And they tend to be organizing, galvanizing presences in our communities. They help us identify ourselves and get our bearings with respect to the events around us. So they won't go away. The question is, what form will they exist in? Our guest is Frank Sesno, an award-winning journalist, a stellar 21-year career with CNN, and he is the director of the School of Media and Public Affairs at the George Washington University, and creator and host of PlanetForward.org. We often hear people say, "Gee, I'd love to get rid of the media. I hate the media." Do most people realize the key importance of media in the system of checks and balances in our democracy? It's a very interesting question because we in the media talk about it all the time. Oh, the fourth estate and the founding fathers, and yet I do think people realize that now. And what I hear increasingly, it's very interesting. As I said ten years ago, the conversation was all about bias. Are the media biased? And if so, why? And how? And how do we change it? Increasingly, in these days, I think what we're hearing is: Is my newspaper going to go away? 
is my information going to go away? Mm-hmm. And here's the way I think of it. Do you want to know if your mayor is stealing your money, your tax dollars? Do you want to know if a doctor in your community is abusing his or her patients? Do you want to know if the produce at your supermarket is tainted or the meat is being colored and is not really fresh and good? These are all things that are uncovered and reported on a regular basis by the news media. And the answer to every one of those from any thinking citizen is going to be yes. I need to know that. I need to know whether my children are safe when they go to school. I need to know whether my tax dollars are being pilfered by a crooked politician. So I think we don't often reflect on it enough because too often these conversations become these sort of navel-gazing talks by and for journalists that sounds like, you know, the Journalist Self-Protection Act rather than why it really matters in a community, why it really matters to real people. Yeah, and I think not only do we want to know if the mayor is stealing from the budget, we also want the mayor to know that we can know that he's stealing from the budget. absolutely do. Knowing that you are in a spotlight, knowing that as a public official, you're going to be held accountable and that the public is going to know what you are and are not doing is by itself a check. Do you think any of the major news organizations we've grown up with are going to go away in the next five years or will they just be different? Oh, that's a great question. I think you could ask some people in Seattle, Washington and Denver and Detroit and even New York if any of the organizations they once considered major news organizations would go away. They would have said no, of course, and Now you see several of them in those cities that have gone away. Could NBC News say we're not doing news anymore? Could CBS do that? Could the Washington Post or the Boston Globe? Or I mean, there used to be a paper that a lot of people read called the Christian Science Monitor in hard copy. That doesn't exist in hard copy anymore. Mm. I don't think we know is the answer. I think that the biggest ones we tend to talk about may survive. But, for example, here's a good case. For those in your audience who subscribe to Newsweek, they see a very different Newsweek than they read two years ago. Is it going to make it? We don't know. So could more big news organizations go away? Absolutely. Do we know which ones they are? No. Do we know which ones will rise and take their places? Probably not. I think the good news is that there's a lot of innovation happening and there are a lot of people who are trying. The uncertain news, anyway, is that there is no clear model yet for how you're going to make money and be able to pay for all of this. But the other piece of good news is that there has never, never before in human history, ever, 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 Have we had so much information accessible by so many people in such a short time frame? I mean, we really have incredible amounts of information. That's both a blessing and a curse, by the way. And all the more reason why we need professionals who can digest it and tell us what matters and what doesn't. Frank, tell us about your venture that you're involved with, planetforward.org. My presumption in planetforward.org is that too often the media drive the conversation from the inside out. And as a result, we miss a lot of ideas and expertise that are happening on a daily basis in communities, homes, laboratories, schools, universities, businesses across the country. And the idea here is to enlist the ideas and the input of scientists, students, seniors, advocates, activists, business leaders on sort of an electronic op-ed page, if you will. So we say to people... How do you reduce your carbon footprint? How do you think we should reduce our carbon footprint? In this particular case, we're talking about climate and what we can do about it and what we are doing about that. We're collecting all these great ideas, and then we'll take the best ideas and we'll turn them into a TV show. And so instead of it being from the inside out, it's the outside in. Instead of us using the web and other technologies to say to the public and the experts and elsewhere, well, send in your question for so-and-so, now we're saying... 
send in your answer hmm. or your part of the answer. And then we want to highlight it in a big way, and it becomes a, a television expression on public broadcasting. Frank says no, award-winning journalist, former CNN correspondent, anchor, Washington bureau chief, and creator and host of PlanetForward.org. Frank, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. Next, before you get fired, find out just how vital you are at work. An expert has job-saving advice coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.